What up, you guys? This is Jay from Jay's Vantage. And this is Niche from You Thought It, But I Said It. And this is the Chocolate, Chocolate Drop. One. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, marriage, right? Like, society has, to me, combined us in roles that have been predefined through, like, the evolution of time, right? Like, women should stay home, be the housekeeper, bear the multitude of children, um, not really have a say in how the household is, like, run because, you know, men should have the vision and we should submit to the vision and yada, yada, yada. But I feel like the gender roles over time have changed. And I think that, honestly, I'm just against standards in, in general at this point because I feel like... God designed us so uniquely. I don't know why we keep boxing ourselves into different categories. We do it to ourselves. It has nothing to do with God. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with us. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, God no, designed agree, us I to be very you, uniquely. Yeah. So, like, to me, if you put two very unique people and then you try to adhere to society's standards of what those people should look like and what those people should do, then we're not necessarily, like, allowing God's design to true for us to truly be led by God, right? True. Because God doesn't give people the same calling or same assignment in their lives. That is very true. Everything was different, subjective to the person. Yeah. So I don't believe that the current gender roles make sense. Does that make sense to you? I 150% agree. And 100's the max, though. No, we're going to add a little 50 on there for <laughs> the cop run it over. <laughs> I think I always felt this way, but I think I even more felt this way when I had started having kids because mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is very ghetto. What's going on? I don't want my daughter to feel trapped. I don't want my son to feel trapped. I want them to have freedom in their relationships, mm-hmm. freedom in their interaction with people. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like they're tied <clears throat> to anything. I want them to live their individual lives. Yeah. I think that the intentions of those original like designs have purpose, right? Help me. Help me understand for somebody that doesn't understand. So, like... Our standard one, right? That the man is provider and he's a protector. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't want to be a protector <laughs> by any means. Someone shield me, Brandon, shield me. But to a degree, help me, help me, help me. Help me. <laughs> yes, that wait, is I. Wait, but to a degree, you are a protector of my son. But that's only because but you are a protector son. still. But that's still a protector. Before you get to Maxon, you'll get to me. But before you get to me, you gotta go through Brandon. If there's no Brandon, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want there to just be me to get to me. I versus, want there to be- versus me, I'm the girl that, like, let's say I was out and this guy got fresh with his mouth and my husband was defending my honor. I would be the one up there going like this. Being in a man's face. I will be behind Brandon with the same energy. But best believe I'm not going to be the front runner. No, I'm not. I ain't going to fight. I can't be no man. Nah. But But as far as like, um, so we've touched on that standard, which Mm -hmm. is the provider. It's a divided topic. But as far, I mean, a protector, but a provider, I feel like that has evolved. We haven't had a choice but to evolve. But what? Because I was going to skirt, skirt that. But I want to know, why do you feel like we didn't have the choice? So we're talking specifically about women. Yeah. Why do you think women had to grow in that area that was predefined that the man is a provider? Why do you think women had had to grow to become uh, maybe the head of the household in providing, like making the most amount of money? 
I will say a lot of it had to do with the way that the nuclear family has been defined in society. Nuclear family, mom, dad, kids, dog, cat. Maybe a hamster. No cats. Maybe a hamster. <laughs> no cats. But it's like that has evolved when I'm not bashing men. Let's preface this. This is in no way, shape, or form to bash any gender at all, okay? But there has been an uptick over the last, I would say, 40 to 50 years where men are more prone to leave the home and they aren't as motivated to keep that nuclear family intact. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there is a rise in single mothers and I'll speak specifically at the black experience. I was raised by a single (laughs) mother (laughs) and it's unfortunate, but as a result, women have had to evolve and become the provider and have had to sort of flow in their masculine energy a lot more than they probably would have chosen to, but you don't have a choice. And my thing is like, to her point, why does it have to be masculine energy to make good money? Uh, enough money to sustain yourself? Like, because that's how that's how society defines it. Women are dumb and they they are helpless and let me not say dumb. Yeah, they so are, women, they we are, are. We are. Women. They are. <laughs> women are viewed as the weaker species. Yes, and as a result, oftentimes that is the way that they are. They are and treated. I and I to that point, like I didn't, I wasn't raised by a single mom, but I, my sister was a single mom growing up, and she had to rise to the occasion of like being a sole provider for her household, and I think that did become a challenge for her when she went back into the dating room world of being that that strong and being so comfortable and doing so much for herself, learning how to compromise and and depend on someone or to account or lean on somebody was a challenge. And to the black experience, that's even within like other relationships that I've seen evolve throughout life. Um, Even with, so we, even so that like, they also have to have that experience where like the man, some one party left, yeah. And the other party was left holding the back, and they had to figure it out. Um, so, but think about think about what you just said. This <clears throat> sounds bad, but it's like how much in society do we praise a single dad? How much do we go? Oh my God, that man right there! He is just he is raising his kids, and he is doing it on his own. But it is, is so common for women, and oftentimes the only really accolade you get girl you strong and it's just like but do i want to be that strong but why can't that be the same energy for that mom and uh, the same energy yeah i do want to touch on that my my husband was raised by a single father and he did a wonderful job with all three of his exactly kids. so like the rarity though of that is very rare why is that rare in your opinion Girls be in the streets, okay? They out there. No, they shoot their back. They be in the streets. <laughs> wait. All right? No, wait. So why, just why as much she... as men be out there in the streets, women be out there, all right? No, okay, but no, but why is, why is the single dad model rare? Because typically, even if the relationship dissolves, the kids typically go with the mom. But my husband's father was able to take all of his kids with him. They did have shared custody, but they were mainly reside with him. So, yeah, that is very rare. And to that point of, like, gender roles, like, we talk about how important <clears throat> both parties are 
important in raising a kid. Yeah. But the strength that it takes, at the end of the day, the kid is tied to the woman just simply because they came out of them all the time. And it's not the fact that men probably don't fight hard enough for that ability to be in that kid's life. But at the end of the day, if you chose not to for whatever reason, I'm not the daddy or I don't trust her or I just don't like her, you can choose to dip. Not to say that that's okay, but they, they do have that option. Women just don't have that option. So providers, yes, I have seen the, that it evolve over time. And I think that we too should evolve with that. Like, I feel like in my household, we definitely, the providing aspect, we're both pretty much 50-50. My, me and my husband got the same degrees, got literally the same, work at the same company, doing the exact same title. Like, we literally are like here. So provider-wise, like we're we're neck and neck, and I feel like that's an evolution of the gender roles within itself. Like, he he is we we are providing different aspects of our household together, but as far as the standard of like, oh, they're the ultimate breadwinner. I'm the person that stays at home and I provide care for our kids 100, percent and you provide monetarily through your job 100. percent That has evolved. But see, that's well, these conversations are not had enough during dating. I'll be honest. You get in the honeymoon. Oh, I love him. He love her. Oh, my God, he's so cute. Oh, my God, I can see him having my kids. Blah, 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 blah. And the, you don't have these conversations. And I think that's why oftentimes people get married and they get shell-shocked because it's like, okay, you should be having a conversation. Okay, we're talking about the umbrella topic of provider. Okay, financial provider, child care provider. There's so many different sections within that. Ways that, that you provide, yeah. And it doesn't, again, you... I just, I'm a firm believer that people need to define their relationships for themselves. Yes. And do what works for them. Yeah. Maybe the dad is a great caretaker. Maybe he's much more nurturing than the mom is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the mom doing it just because that's what society says. I feel like you, for instance, my sister, she and I are very different. I've always been like a very normal, just natural nurturer, just... I'm a big sister, so it just it always came very easily to me. Right. When my sister and I were growing up, she told me she would not have children until she was at least thirty. I was like, "So you guys know?" Shut <laughs> <laughs> <Shut> up. <laughs> she, I was like thirty. She was like, I, I mean, I had my life plan. I had my first child at twenty three, twenty five, the last one at twenty eight, and I'm be, my sister. She's like, I want to travel. I want to travel, and I'll have I'll think about kids later. And it, it really shows the dynamic in the fact that. It's really about you defining it, what it is for you. Yeah. My daughter, I do not, I want her to be a free thinker, okay? Yeah. Girl, when you want to have kids 35, do your thing, girl. I'm not rushing. Yeah. I am not rushing. Yeah. We also, uh, well, I'll say for me, because I definitely grew up in church since I was in diapers. Dang, she trying to put me out here. Like no, I'm that's not what I'm saying. She said, bro, Jada no, just dropped Jesus no, a year. I'm saying that to say, like, I feel like, I feel like Loki, I was born with a Bible coming out after me. Yeah. In the sense of, like, a lot of my gender roles were defined by what the church defined a woman and a man to do. A man will, will sweat, but will work and will provide and work by the sweat of his brow. And a woman will bear children and it'll be painful. Thank you, Eve. Um, so for me personally, I feel like, as I've become more of a progressive Christian, that's what I call myself. Um, <laughs> Here comes new labels. People. That's what I call myself. Hashtag. <laughs> um, so 
as I become more progressive and more free thinking on my own, just for me, I just don't subscribe to that. Like, I used to think that when you, when your husband came home from work, didn't need to be cooked, his clothes need to be ironed, and the kids need to be cared for. Now, I have evolved. Um, I don't feel guilty about him coming in the door and taking care of the kids. Those are his children, too. Um, I don't feel guilty about needing time for myself. Just as much as you can come home and decompress as a man, I as the mom can decompress as well. I personally, I am dwindling away at those gender roles. My husband became a chef in the pandemic. He sure did. And sure. yes, he does. Here's the the Maria tacos. He, <laughs> from he, my lips. He always had the ability to do it, mm-hmm. but I always and it wasn't just him. We put our own pressure on ourselves too as women yeah. to fulfill a gender role. I felt the pressure to do that. And for me, I cook out of necessity. Yeah. I don't, I'm not in there like, you know, oh, I need me a recipe. Either. I'm not pulling out books. How many times did I make spaghetti? You probably don't want that. We've already had that. That's me. Okay. Yeah. Chicken Alfredo, Porta Bertoli in there. I'm not making nothing from scratch. That's just me. Get it done. Are you hungry? Are you fed? Yeah. 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 Cool. But I think and for me, especially during the panorama and all that, that's the pandemic. Like we just, we just really started shifting things. And I think for myself, I started to remove a lot of the guilt that I had on what a, of what my gender role should be. And holding that expectation to yourself. Yeah. I let that go. And I think for her, I'm glad she corrected. Like I wasn't like, we grew up in the church, but as far as like, I wasn't born in the Bible's right after me. My... (laughs) The gender roles shown in my household were a different dynamic. Very different. Very different. Like, my mom was the breadwinner as far as, like, she was very, her work was very consuming, and which which reaped the benefits of her being being the breadwinner of our household, but being that consuming. My dad primarily was our caretaker. Like, he was the one that was making dinner. He was the one that was at softball practices. He was the one that was at basketball games. Like, he was that more present person that gender standards would said that would have been a mom. Yeah. But my mom wasn't that person. Not to say that she didn't go to any of anything, but if I had somebody to count on for certain activities, that would be the person I would count on. Yeah. And then like counting for like, you know, encouragement and stuff like that. My mom nurtured me in her own way. Yeah. It just wasn't um society standards Tradition. of their own way. Yeah. And to that point as far as like envisioning what we think our kids would be like and not pigeonholing them to what society shows them. That's another thing. We want to be examples to our kids of like what it could look like. And obviously, all of our examples are continuously going to be different because we're different people. Yeah. Um, but my son, I would like... What do you want Max to be like? I want, in my biggest heart is that I want my son to be kind, gentle, and primarily showing that other sides of him as far as like his frustration or his worry or his doubts or his feelings. I want him to be emotionally intelligent to communicate that to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing that, like he, I don't want him to be bogged down with the fact of like, if I'm not a provider that I, I have to be frustrated with myself because I can't be that way. Well, I want you to be able to communicate that effectively because I know growing up, my 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 nieces nephews they all were told to suck it up at some point in time 
I don't know how much in other communities, but I've seen a lot in black communities that's been the tough it up mentality. And I've caught myself in that with my son when he interacts with other kids and they're a little bit rougher with him and he's crying. Like I've had to catch myself recently of like, Jada, don't tell him to toughen up because maybe he is just a gentle kid. And honestly, another friend put it in perspective, like, do you want people grabbing and pulling on you? Like as an adult, (laughs) you wouldn't want that. So like as a child that can't communicate effectively, the only way they can express this is through cry. So I want to continue to nurture that side of him. If he is a sensitive kid that I can be, I can defend him in that. I can hear him and I can help. And I can defend if if need be for him until he gets to a place where he feels comfortable doing for himself. But I I feel like we as a, me and my husband in our culture of our household, that's what we strive to do for him too. We want him to see what it looks like when you are frustrated and you need a minute instead of like doing a blow off walk off. My husband's gotten better at he's never blown off walk off, but you know he's gotten to the point now where he can say I need a minute, and I give him that space. For him to reevaluate like what's happening. And same for me, I do the same thing. And then we check back in. That's the emotional intelligence I want my son to see and to adapt so that he can do it. But the only way he can do that is if he can he be able to exp- he can yeah. see it and he also can it, when he feels like my emotions, the way I communicate it is being heard by somebody else. Then I can challenge other people or adapt that that consistency so he can do it. And I feel like that's a gender role where people think that like strength comes from being able to take on as much as as much as life gives you and just power through it. That's strength. But like strength is also That saying, is not strength, that's survival. That's survival. But thank you for redefining that because that's a part of the general. They think that men are supposed to be strong and just continue to push through that. But that strength it's like characteristic if we're talking about how they've shifted, it's shifted to the woman now because the woman does so like a single woman, for for example, does so much for themselves. But it's really they're just surviving. That's not necessarily strength. That's, and then to that point, like I, I don't want him to see strength as like misinterpreted as survival. I want him to see it as like it's strong to tell people to show that vulnerability, that Absolutely. I'm not okay, that I am not doing well today, that I am very confused on what you said. And being a vocalize that, that is strength too. Absolutely. And that's not a characteristic that I feel like should go between any gender role and any relationship. That should just be a common thing that people should do. Um, So I feel like, yeah, I mean, the provider, the caretaker, um, those are other roles that I feel, gender roles that I feel like aren't necessarily in head of household. Like, I, I, I agree that, and to some extent that, the man should lead in some aspect should it be in the aspect of everything that happens in a relationship i don't believe that i believe that everybody has their own i guess uniqueness like you're just really good planner so i'm just always gonna plan anything whether that be what we're eating that week whether that be our travels whether that be what we do on the weekend or how our days flow that's just my strength I wouldn't have to, like, if that's my strength, like, let me exercise that. Of course not say, like, if I say we're having dinner at 6 o'clock and you're not hungry at 6 o'clock, I'm not going to tell you you have to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I would be like, hey. You, you can't know. get a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would just be something that, like, that's a that's an unspoken agreement. Jada just is, a, is the planner for our household. If we got plans, you check with Jay. But I think it's also... Piggybacking off what you said, I think it's important to really communicate 
what she said because yes, I may be the planner, but that doesn't mean I want to be a planner all the time. That's true. And it doesn't necessarily mean that let's say let's say that there's a level of intentionality that is necessary or wanted in a relationship where let's say the woman says, Okay, or whoever, we're not gonna say the woman. Let's say the other person says, Well, I would I am a planner, but I would like for you to plan something. Yeah. Hopefully. If you've been married long enough or in a relationship long enough with your partner, you are picking up on the things that they do rather than just coasting and putting your hands back and just being like, oh, they got it. Hopefully you're paying attention enough to see, okay, well, this is what they do when they plan it. Hey, let me adapt that because it's my turn. Yeah. I think, like you said, the major thing is you got to be willing to share the load. You, you really have to be willing to share the load. Marriage is lived in the mundane relationships are lived in the mundane there's not always going to be excitement yeah there, there's going to be tasks that need to be done but those those tasks don't necessarily have to be aligned to one person or the other yeah. for instance i care more about like the outside of how our house looks right now i will employ my husband to do certain things because <clears throat> he is stronger than me physically and taller than me. Like, let's just be practical, okay? <laughs> if the person's bigger or taller than you, if why you're, would I extend myself? Wife, if why would I extend myself? taller than you, maybe she should change the air filter. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with a short king, okay? But at that point, you could just get a ladder, though. So, like, excuse me. I'm trying, I'm trying to not define the roles. Certain things, and again... Like you said, that communication piece. Yeah. There is going to have to be continued conversations yes, yes. about this. Yeah. And recalibrations along the way. Along the way. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like my husband's strength is safety. He's a very vigilant person. Like yes, he, he is. sees things that I wouldn't see, and he put together situations that I wouldn't even think. He should about. have been a detective. <laughs> You hear that, babe? That should be your next career. <laughs> Detective. Military police. Something of that, that sort. But, like, so, like, for me, when he evaluates, like, times of day, like, I'm a planner, right? So I could plan something. But he's, if he thinks about, like, time of day or, like, location mm-hmm. and, like, what we might need to, or while we're on that location, that type of thing, like, I don't think about that. Like, if I'm going for a hike, I just pack my shoes and we go. If he's, like... Okay, but what if, like, we lose subtle service? Like, do we have somewhere, something to communicate with people? If that was the case. Like, he has a watch that keeps his location. He'd always be able to be found with his watch. Um, He thinks about things like that that I don't think about. Um, So, like, I would never, that's that's an unspoken agreement that we have, but that's his strength. He's just more vigilant about it. Areas that I think about is, like, some safety aspects to our son that go that we don't think about. I might think of something that he might not have thought about, but it's not me challenging or trying to redefine his role. That, yeah. That's 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 your role. You like it, I love it. Because if anything, you're supporting his role. I'm supporting it exactly, and that's to her point. It's supporting the role that was defining your relationship. If you're a plan, if you're a planner. And they're like, you know, date nights, quarterly date nights. It's every three months. It's not that hard. Or even every other month because we need more dates than once every three months. But however you set up your date life, if they challenge you as a spouse to plan that, accept that as a way for you to show support. Like, I understand that that's something that you typically do, but I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity 
to like love you in a way that you already love this and look at it as an opportunity yeah rather than looking at it as like a chore yeah something to do yeah and i think i think you won't really under like even for marriage counseling for myself like i feel like i during marriage counseling i was trying to conform to what religion said our household should look like more and more so than like just winging it like let's see what let's see what works you know what i'm saying i mean obviously in relationships like lanisha said you have to talk about certain things but some things are just learned habits we throughout tried, the way we tried that, that that background is dead we ain't doing it yeah anymore. you can't you can't you 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 can talk about it i think a lot of conversations have you are heavily on like finances like who do we do a joint bank account do we do a separate bank account um, sex lives. How often do we have sex? Are we, like, even so, I don't think we get that detailed in sex life that we should get into, like, when that's we get married. But that's a whole other topic. We, we, but, oh, we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't talk about, like, communication styles and, like, what I'm really good at and how I feel like either you could help me as a person grow mm-hmm. and maybe, like, what I'm just... Uh, non-negotiables for me. Like, what are those things that I am just not gonna do? I am not gonna mow the lawn. I don't care how many women in our neighborhood mow their grass. If you don't do it, I'm paying someone. I, you, we don't even have to put that as a joint expense. I, just but see, that's a, that's where it goes to show you right there because my husband feels the same way. He would personally <laughs> rather pay someone, right? Versus me, I would rather do it myself because, well, not me personally. I would love if he would love to do that, but I know that's not. I can't make him love to do that. Yeah, he doesn't want to sweat. He doesn't like bugs. It's just not going to happen. Right. But for me personally, I would rather tend to my house in that way because I want to be able to make it my own. I want to be able to take care of it. And plus, to me, I'm thinking about the economical you know, benefits of me doing it my dad on self yes. versus him. He sees the economical benefit of just paying someone. He doesn't have to think about it. Yeah. So you it's like, mean? but those are like, those aren't things that obviously you wouldn't be talking about that when you're engaged. Like, um, who's going to mow the lawn? Nobody's going to come. That's not going to come up. That's something that's learned over time. Right. True. But that's in embedded in like what kind of role you play in your marriage. I don't ever have to think about our yard. Okay. Now here's a question for you. You're saying that that's not something you talk about when you're engaged. The Jada that you were when you first got married and when it came to like divvying up tasks or responsibilities or roles, is that the same Jada you are now? In a way, I'm still not, I'm still not taking out the trash. <laughs> To the curb, I might take it to the bin now. No, okay. But so when we're I in an apartment, so it's easier. When then. I say that, I say like, I'll use myself as an example. Please. When I first got married, my motivation was to be everything for him. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure he had this, he had that. Like that was it. But Lanisha, today, I don't. <laughs> Like you got 50 percent i'm not the same person so when i say that like when you first got married when it came to like roles and and, and I even agree. yeah were you the same person i wasn't the same you? person okay i think that like you said it was i was defining the role that satisfied him not defining the role that i actually and best played at and i feel like that's a good point right because marriage you will want you obviously want your spouse at the end of the day you want your spouse to be happy and you want to be happy yeah 
but you also in your happiness there's limits that other people can't take like i just you know like i just i just can't i don't see the purpose of me taking the trash can to the to the curb it has to be done if you ain't going to do it eventually i'm going to have to do it but that's just something that i in my house i've never seen that done like as far as like in my household even to the point of cleaning cars my nephews and brother would clean cars i would my mom would never say jared go clean the car we got them to do it and that's the same thing I feel like with the with the trash situation, right? But if that was a hard limit for me, there's other things that might be a hard limit for Brandon that I have to compromise with. True. And that and that's okay because that's the the give and take and the balance of a. Of but a see, now that is the kind of conversation you have during dating. Maybe not who's going to take out the trash. Yeah. But like, what's my hard limits? What are your What are your non negotiables? What are things yeah. like? What do you feel like your strength is in? What do you yes. feel like? What do you feel like would be non-preferred thing? I follow this couple on TikTok. TikTok is life, okay, for me. It's not. It's um, a black I hole. I follow this. <laughs> it really is. But it's a good black hole. I'm it's not a fun black hole to dive into for three or four hours. Not, um, not three or four. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this couple that I follow, and they say they don't believe in gender roles. And they, so what they do is they do preferred and non-preferred activities. Each of them have a list. And they come together, and this is what they did when they beginning of their relationship. When they, because they were together before they got married, like they lived together and stuff. So they were like, "What are your non-preferred and what are your preferred activities?" And they went based on those lists, and they picked not just tasks, but even like who's responsible for overseeing the finances, who's responsible. You know what I mean? They made decisions based on whose strength, who had the strength and weakness, or who had the preferred and non-preferred activity and it worked for them so like and if there is a a a common non-preferred activity they actually try to figure out how they can have the activity eliminated for instance neither of them like to clean they will maintain the house like they're not dirty people but they're not really like deep cleaners so what they do is twice a month they pay someone to come in their house i'm about to be on that having a one-year-old i I listen they have a person come in twice a month and that person kind of does like a deep clean and they maintain it throughout yeah you know throughout the week yeah and, and it works for them because they both figured out this is non-preferred i don't want to do this you don't want to do it let's just not do it and it works i feel like that's the way you should now financially you gotta make the decision if that's gonna work for you but you know what i'm saying like no i, feel I like I, that's I, the way you should make decisions and I, to her point where she left off that you know the, the that should be a part of your marriage counseling period the 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 non-preferred and preferred like list i think what if your what if your partner is stubborn obviously that's why you have to counsel <laughs> <laughs> y'all talk that through okay. with your counselor so let's say because i feel like we'll, let's we'll, role play oh tell, tell me before we get to the role play <laughs> Because I feel like when I went through marriage counseling, I don't know if you went through marriage counseling. No, I didn't. We should have. When I went through marriage counseling, we focused a lot on like... Oh, in the beginning. The biblical sense of like what the Bible says the marriage should be like and how you would adhere to that in some way. I don't think that they talked about the practical issues. No, And we highlighted on so many of them and I feel like that's where a lot of our... Not necessarily our stretch, but that's when we stretch to try and be more than what we are. That's when we tried to be more than what our levels of comfortability was. I feel like now that we're year five, I think between year three and year till year five, there was a lot of transition as far as like how we grew as as people and just really yeah. accepting 
the true authentic, authentic selves that we have opposed to trying to adhere to whatever society subscribes it to. So I think, yeah, that should be more practical conversation we put into marriage counseling because, like, you can work through those things. Like, through so there. what if... But what like, if, so, like, our conversation, let's... So, Non-negotiable. Now, now, okay, let's say... Because this is the majority. Most people have not had these type of conversations, right? Now you're figuring out, I'm with my partner. I need to have this conversation with them. I say partner because this exclusive, this is for everybody. Okay? Everybody. Everybody. So one of the partners is the more nurturing one. This person takes on more of the responsibilities, right? <clears throat> Worker nine to five. <laughs> no, that's not what, that's not. Yes, you do work nine to five, but I also work. Oh, okay. You take care of, we have kids. Okay. You take care of, we have? We got three kids. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Can we have two? Can we take one away? Just two and a dog. Two and a dog. Okay. Two and a dog. Okay. Okay. You do the majority of the planning. You, you take the kids. You do that. I come and I help every once in a while, but I have hard, like, there are things I have to do. On Tuesdays, I have bowling league. Okay. And I have to go out with, with them. Okay? It's a non-negotiable. I've seen you both. So <laughs> Shut up! So you I have to do that. I am, I would say, the probably the one that's a little bit more strict and, and, and stoic with my... You are? Yes. Okay. So now we're in counseling we're in front of this person. And you are expressing that this is too much. You know, this bowling is outrageous, okay? Whoa, like, whoa, wait a she's minute. always <laughs> out on Tuesdays, and she knows that it's my most stressful day at work. So then, when I'm upset about it, and the kids see my frustration, because I'm not yelling, but I'm being very passive-aggressive, then she's like, you guys go to your room. We're having a conversation. So she's being all stern and stuff, and I'm just like, stop. You are the cause between this pain that we have in our household. Oh, so, so I just, she's going to blame me? Yeah. So it's all my fault. You are the problem. I don't know why we're here. I can't do anything right. Never. So what do we do? You Can't knew, do Paula, that my... I'm going to think show how like how do you work through when now you're trying to level set and fix how do you work through when there's one person that's that's a little bit cantankerous they're not the person that's gonna necessarily bend to try to what we're canceling both. <laughs> what do Cancel. you, what no, do, you no. do like I feel how like, do you do it I feel like you would have to show what your non-negotiable is. Like, for me, what is my non-negotiable? You feel me? Like, and then if, if shed lights, like, where you have a hard stop and how I honor you. You, you bring it to their court of life. That's true. What is your hard stop? And let me explain to you how I honor your hard stop. Let me figure out how, in that way, it puts in that person's perspective of, like, okay, maybe she goes out every Tuesday for bowling, but she lets me like stay up late every night to play 
um, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Because the guys are on. Or 2K. You know what I'm saying? Because all the kids are asleep at that point. True. So it's the best time for me to play. But that takes away from like when she gets back from bowling and she wants to tell me about her day and what happened at bowling and how Tom hit on her for the 30th time today. Whatever the case may be. Like she wants to vent and unload and connect. But she learns to compromise at nighttime and be like, I'll take it to him on Wednesday. Because I know every, every, you know... Every night, that is that is their time. They're with the kids most of the day, and that is their only time to decompress. Okay, that's your that's your compromise. You have I feel like you have to bring it to their point of like, like like that couple that had their their what was was the task they said not not non-negotiables or hard. Their non-preferred activities. Their non-preferred <laughs> activities. When you get to your non-preferred activity, and some some people will just challenge it. Like, what you mean you ain't gonna clean the toilet? <laughs> Don't we both use the toilet? Yes, you could challenge that, right? But then you, I might have an outrageous non-negotiable, like taking out, taking the trash to the curb. Girl, you put it, you take the trash from the house into the trash bin out back, but you won't take the bin from around back to the front. You are exactly right. I'm not doing it. So it's, you have to put in that perspective, like I honor you in this. Can you honor me in this? And if it's a compromise, like, okay, well, I feel like every Tuesday is a little excessive. Okay. Well, let's let's uh let's figure out where that could be. You know, I feel like I feel like low key when it comes to a, a female in particular, I feel like I am I have very strong feelings about that, and it's mainly because of my own experience. <clears throat> um, what is your strong feelings about what about compromising? Compromising, and I really I really want my girls. I have two. I really want my girls to have their own voice. Yes. And I want them to not feel pigeonholed to a gender role. And I feel the same way for my son. Like, I, if you are, like you said, if you, if my son grows up to be uh, a sensitive caretaker and he just has, like, the ability to just want to nurture his kids and maybe be a stay-at-home dad. Like, that just, he just is called to do that. I don't want anybody to look down upon him for having that type of nature. Or his strength being that he um, is emotionally intelligent to speak to his emotions all the time. I don't want people to think that he's sensitive or a little girl. That's, oh, but, 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 sensitivity, but, even, but even if he is sensitive, that's a strength. That's it's a, a good strength, thing. but a lot of people see sensitivity as a girl's trait. That a girl's feel all the feels and they speak about all their emotions all the time and society says men their strength comes from not talking to things and pushing through that but I don't want my son to be pigeonholed that that's the only way he can show strength is by survival and not through sensitivity and emotional intelligence to communicate those things so I agree I think that with time with the times that are, are are growing like the balance is not just like one person a provider and one person's a caretaker. I think it's a blended thing. I think that you provide in different ways, whatever ways works for your household. You care in different ways, whatever works for your household. Like you guys love in different ways. You handle um, tasks in different ways. And I feel like basically the roles are built into what tasks you what, what tasks you perform and where you're like you're most utilized in whatever task. We don't need, like, just talk about it amongst yourselves. You guys figure it out. Like, I I think it's interesting having conversations where you find out where what works in other people's homes. I think, that's, I think that's interesting because if you think about it, we don't ever say, like, oh, my gosh, like. Why did you have to change the tone of your voice? Because I feel like that's how, like, oh, yeah. conversations in my head play oh, yeah. out. Oh, my gosh, like, 
doesn't Tom do such a good job providing? Yes, Jim does an amazing job providing. We both provide. Like, we don't compare notes of, like, the sameness. Every time we talk, like, people's dynamics are different. I've, That's true. I've had a lot of people where, like, different seasons call for different roles. And it wasn't so, like, I'm going to demean this person or look less than of them because they're not meeting the previous standard they did last season. Okay, I used to be the breadwinner, but now I'm striking out on my own business. Like, now I don't have the money to be a sole breadwinner. Does that mean that me as what I would say society says is the head of the household, does that mean that I'm not living up to that standard? No. It just means you're in a different season and you're tackling different tasks. Maybe running a business allows you to be more of a nurturer and more of a caretaker at home because you have that time. Like, But Jenna, you in particular, I'll use it as an example. To me, in my opinion, I feel like you have to figure that out before you get in a relationship. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like you are very sure of yourself. And you are, like, when you got in a relationship, you didn't necessarily let that de- that relationship define you yeah. and define who you were. Yeah. And I think that, to me, is, is the foundation and building block of being able to not having to feel the pressure to subscribe to those roles yeah. to say, this is who I am, these are my strengths. And you are who you are, and you are yourself unapologetically. I think I, I appreciate that because I, I feel like there was a season in my life during college that I really, I really took the time to just not date anyone because I really wanted to be. I think that like being within the church, I saw how hard it was for single people to just enjoy being single. There was no enjoyment from it. I remember, I never had. That. It was always the pressure of like you need a relationship to be to. Fill God's entire vision of having kids and building a household and yada yada or yada. The depression of being alone. Yeah, and like in that, I'm like, I would, I, I need to be content in what God has called me to do, which is to live for Him and just to live and exist on my own. Yeah. And so when I spent that two year span of not dating anyone and just literally being comfortable with just me and God, if it was just me and God at the end of the day, would I be satisfied? I got so content with that. A, it did. It was a challenge getting into a relationship because having that mindset nothing you did that told me that you needed me to compromise and I wasn't very like unless it was like a reasonable one like for example I when I first met my husband I was like no kissing well first of all I said no sex we already knew that was gonna happen but I took a steps further girl two years of nothing so I was like it was whatever I was like no kissing until we get married and my husband like line parking lot I was like I will not do that <laughs> at the very least I must kiss your lips and I was like Lips, people, though. Lips here, up top. You just go in there. I know what y'all could think. So I was like, you know, I, I felt like as long as we created situations where you still honored me in the sense of like, you know what my our truest intention is, which is not to have sex before marriage, and we are able to continue to uh, commit to that vision, I can learn to compromise in that area. And we did. You know what? I, you just said something that literally tied it all together for me in my head. It's about honor. Yeah. I, it's about honoring that other person. It's honoring and respecting that person. Like, a lot of things that I am, like, I feel like in the beginning of my marriage, I was very challenged. Once we got, when we got to the point of engagement, I felt like, okay, now this is a time where I really have to, like, compromise who I am to adapt to whatever society said my role as a wife to be was supposed to be like. 
And then three years later down the line, like I realized that like that society standard isn't even a standard that my husband had for me in general. general. That was just something that I had from, I placed on myself and that I've learned to like just come more into myself about. And then again, I'm in a new phase of life where now I have a kid. So like myself and my time is way more divided than it was when we first started. And it was me by myself. And then now I consider my husband. Now I got to consider my son and what he needs. So it, it all evolves over time, but I feel like don't, like you said, don't, yeah, just don't, don't pigeonhole, pigeonhole yourself into what your role should be based off of society standard. I True. think that it all should grow over time, but I think that being honest with yourself and honoring first your, like who you are, you got to honor you. If you can't be vulnerable enough to be honest about what your needs are and what your non-negotiables are, are you really even honoring yourself? So honor yourself so that somebody else can respect who you are as a person and like where you, where your, where your hard stops are, where your non-negotiables are, um, so that you can define what those roles will look like. And not why even by you, gender, but not even by gender, but just by the person that you are. Why do you think people get in relationships and why do you think that the other partner can't see what that person does? I think it's the silent agreement that like that's what you do like you just I think we like you said marriage is lived in the mundane so like it's I don't I don't I just always see you doing the same thing so I just think it's a part of who you are and it's not a part of like our lifestyle it's not necessarily something that like you need to show value show that I value you doing it like I feel like you see I need that yeah, but that's that's communicating, right? Like, that also goes to a whole other thing of, like, your love languages. If, I'm, if my love language is acts of service, but I do a lot of services, which I, my love language is acts of service. That is mine, too. You don't know how to serve me because I'm always doing something already. So it's like, I wouldn't want to clean the dishes, but if I'm already actively always doing dishes, you're not going to think that you doing the dishes would matter to me. But it does matter to me. So it's communicating, like, that love, like, starting out with those conversations, like, this is what I so how? Why ask. is it, and maybe this is my my thinking, as my husband tells me all the time, I don't think like you. Um, but why come you can't, okay, let, you wash the dishes all the time, right? Yeah. I hate the dishes. I do, too. I they're the bane of my existence. Thank God them for the, the dishes. Dish I hate washing. them. Thank God for my husband, because I hate them. And my daughter. If, why come Child I, labor. what? She's 17. She better do something. Child labor. Why come I can't... Do people not think like this to say, where you see someone doing something, you're like, man, I appreciate they doing that. I got it tonight. So, for me, I'm not words of affirmation. I don't need you to vocalize it, right? Like, I, I think... I'm, Why is that words of affirmation, though? Because... Oh, to tell them that they did a good job? Yeah, or like, I appreciate you doing the dishes. I got it tonight. I don't need to spill... I just need you to get up and do it. <laughs> Agreed. Like, but I'm just saying. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't if, people... If that comes... If that, I mean, I just think because people communicate differently. Like, it, it's a it's a learned behavior. But it's something I think... Part of those conversations where you're non-negotiables. Like, if I'm doing this, I want you... Like, at some point, I would need to know that, like, I'm doing it for the benefit of our relationship. Like, yes. It's, it's just like... <clears throat> through sickness and health, right? That's a vow. 
But until you actually have to be, you, you have to be challenged in, in doing That's it, true. you won't know what that really is like. And you won't be able to communicate through that. So, like, I wouldn't know how to love you through sickness until I've seen you in sickness. And after seeing you in sickness, I can be like, okay, now I know how to do it. Like, what, it, what you know, <clears throat> man, I really needed them halls. <laughs> and all you kept throwing me was Robitussin. My throat was sore the whole time. But you told me like how to care for you in that, you know, in that I've seen, I've worked through that situation with you. So I feel like in a season of like you communicating, I need you to like, I, I don't really enjoy doing dishes, but, that's, but I do it. Out but of that's my how you take care. That's how you take care of each other. Yeah. And that's how in a partnership where it doesn't feel like people are pigeonholed in a role. Yeah. When you can have Those not only honor and respect. Yeah. But also, well, see, I struggle with that. Communicating. I struggle with communicating and when you, it comes to that, mainly because a part of that love language that I have is that I want you to want to do it. Right. And But, like, to your husband's point, and I think to my husband as well. But my husband's like, he says the same thing you say. You need to communicate. I, I can't. I, um, my expectation for anybody in life is I'm not a mind reader. You only know what I tell you. So if... I don't tell you this is a need for me. How would you know? I know I want you to be observant. I'm observant and I pick up on things too, but sometimes they could be misinterpreted. I might think that you're upset, but really you're you're not upset necessarily with me. You're upset with some external factor that you're not trying to project on me. So like your quietness is not quietness of like, I'm displeased with you and I don't want to be in your presence. It's like, I'm displeased at another situation that I'm currently processing, but I still want to be in your presence as far as, like, I still want to be around okay. you. I just don't... I, but I wouldn't know that unless you communicate. If I actually... So, okay, one partner... Know. One partner is... Let's say one partner cares for the kids more. I'm, I'm just going to say partner because, again, in this podcast... We, we are no genders. No genders, okay? One partner cares for the children more, right? You watch them. You see them be, like, tired. You see them, like, really overexerting themselves... Why do I need to communicate to you that I'm tired? Because if you don't, it'll come out in a negative way, I feel like. It'll come off as like, like you would be frustrated. And when you be short, you'd be frustrated and things like that. Like if you're So don't we need to create another love language? No, I think that like, if you're in a state of tiredness all the time and you get frustrated being overly tired, how would I know the difference between you being overly tired and you being tired? You're always tired. But who wants to be tired? Nobody wants to be tired, but I'm still saying, like, if that's your, if that becomes, like, who you are in that season, how, are you, how am I going to know you've reached a limit to where you are in that season? See, for me, the reason why you I say that, I, I, I agree communication is important, but I do also believe that it's important in regards to roles, to realizing and, and learning that person enough Two, to be able to pick up on when a person is fulfilling a role and maybe that role is a little bit too much for them. I agree and I disagree. I, I Actually, I disagree because I just, I, I go back to the same phrase. I'm not a mind reader. I wouldn't know. I, I would like, to, and even, it's level communication, right? Even when I'm not 100% sure about it, I would ask you. And if you choose to respond out of frustration or negativity or you or say you're okay and you're not okay, that that was you maybe you directly don't have to communicate it but if the person reaches out in a wet form of communication you'll take that as an opportunity to be heard 
then what is what is that? And that that's that goes to your communication, right? Like maybe they don't have they don't feel like they have a safe space or a a solid pause that's in true. life to do that. So if a partner's checking in and saying, Hey, are you okay? Or I've noticed you're tired. Do you need a break? That's them trying to create that safe space for you to be able to say, I'm not okay. I do need a space. Or or you're not okay and I'm frustrated. I need a minute. You're creating that space. And I think that goes beyond like the mind reader. Like I if I'm frustrated, I expect my husband to ask, Am I frustrated? Unless I verbally say it. If I most of the time I'll verbally say it, but there are times where I'm just doing so much I can't stop and say give you a spill on what that I'm frustrated what I'm and, and what why I'm frustrated. But he can create a space where he's like that observantness of like, hey, something's going on. What's so going on? I, I would, I feel like I would, if a role that I was fulfilling was too much, I feel like I would communicate more if I felt that space also for my partner to be like, Hey, I'm noticing this is yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's an exchange. It it's an exchange. Be. It has to be. And I think that, through communication, you can define the roles within your relationship, and you can also define how you can overcome or adjust along the way of a relationship. But overall, if you don't communicate, no one is a mind reader, so nobody's gonna know what's happening. And I and I think that through if if communicating to each other isn't feasible, um, viable, if not to say prayer doesn't work, but prayer isn't to you guys working counseling is amazing because it is a neutral party that doesn't know either one of you could care less about people that still in the dishes and they can really get to the heart of the problem for you guys but if you don't take the steps to communicate the need to potentially get to that place you'll always be falling short in some area of like the roles that or the tasks that need to be taking place within your relationship so don't be defined by anybody. Be your unique self that God created you to be. And, and figure it out before you get in a relationship. In some form or fashion. Know who you are before you get in a relationship. Please do. Because it don't don't live up to anybody else's expectations or the world's expectations. Because you'll always fall short. Period. Of both of them. Period. Because even if you think about it, if you live up to a person's expectations and they're changing as a person, their expectations are also changing and you're always going to fall short because you're living based off last season's expectations and not this season's yeah, expectations. Got time for that. Who got time for that? No. I don't got man. I don't got time for versions of people to follow no. after. I would rather just continue to talk about what needs to be done, who can do it the best, how we can stay happy, humble, and transparent within the household. So if we summed it up into let's say five points on how to better define uh, or better uh not subscribe to a role what would you say are the things you need to make sure that in a relationship you are not being pigeonholed to a role know you are yes know who you are know how to communicate it know how to communicate it know how to honor and respect others know how to honor and respect others i don't know what's the other two you got some other two you oh the other one i agree with all those the other one is i think have a check-in with preferred and non-preferred um roles tasks activities have that have that conversation yeah and for the last one i would say be flexible i like that be flexible because because not everything is like like she said you'll get to a point where both of you guys don't want to do something so like how are you gonna how are you gonna come back you gotta be and that's it to me goes to back to the point of being respectful and honoring like 
I, you have to see that other person's perspective, and then you guys have to come together and to figure out who's going to take care of this. Maybe you neither know. one of you do. Yep. Maybe you pay someone. I was going to say, maybe nobody. <laughs> Shoot. Girl no. Making a killing. Communicate. Honor. Respect. Conversation <laughs> about preferred or non-preferred. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, she got that one? Because I don't get it. And being flexible. I Be think. flexible. Yeah, but to be continued on for the sure. chocolate drop. Eh. 